Good afternoon. We welcome you all to the real world. This is episode 11.5. I said 11.5 because we did episode 11, but I feel like the sound didn't do us justice. So I didn't want to cheat you guys. I didn't want to cheat our special guest, Peter Matea. And I want to keep the high quality. We want to keep giving you high quality. We don't want to shortchange you. We don't want to give you no cheapness. We want to stay consistent. We want to give you a beautiful show with beautiful audio. Mm. And all this is for you, you know, the lights. Snap the, it on it. The, the mics, the amps, everything. Like, we want to stay consistent and we want to stay loyal to you guys because we nothing without you guys as being guests, like watching us and subscribing and watching our shows. I see a lot of people tuning in right now. Shout out to the viewers. Shout out to everybody that's, like, watching. All right, so, again, it's me, Rakab, Noel from the Real Word Ministries. I'm here with my co-host. Your boy, Sander Kamal. And we're around legends. It's a pleasure and an honor to be around the presence of greatness. Yes, and we sir. have a very special guest coming straight off Left On Scene Part 4. Introduce yourself, boy. Come on. It's your boy, Pete, man. Y'all can call me Pete, but my name is Peter Mateo from Brooklyn, New York. You know, I just want to just thank these guys for having me on the show. It's a privilege and an honor. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah. We fresh off that diaper drive, like, everybody seen everything that we did, shout out to everybody that came out to support, shout yes. out to everybody that donated. You see, we didn't just talk it, we did it, we lived it, we gave over 2,500 diapers and over 3,000 wipes. Not because, we didn't do it for show, we did it for the community, because right. we could sit back here and talk all day, we could talk all day till our lips fall off, but talking without action is not going to help the community, it's not going to help the people out there. It's not going to do nothing for us, you understand? Yes. So we had to look out for the people. The people is what most important. Human life is the most important commodity on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Like, more times than ever, like, we overlook the human aspects of ourselves, and then we more so talk about, I guess, we, we place love on things instead of people, and we had to bring that back to the essence. Shout out to my boy Sander Kamal, because... He's heavy on that community service. Heavy. I can honestly say I never met a person in my life more heavy that wants to do community service more than my brother Sander Kamo. I also want to give a shout out to Ricardo too because I love his passion and his tenacity for God. I want to thank the Lord for him because let me tell you something. If it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be. Let me tell you honestly. We wanted to extend the diaper drive into going a higher goal. But he spoke to me from a brother to brothers like your Sanders. What matters at the end of the day is what we have is what we have, who what we have, and when we do the next one, we'll go better. So I want to just thank this great man of God for that. We because of him, we gave over fifty families diapers. You see what I'm saying? Unfortunately there were some Haitians that went definitely wanted to freeload, they didn't pay no money. You feel what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we gave out the diapers to the people in the community. And I know for a fact that working with him, we're going to do a lot of big things and greater things for the, for the glory of God and the kingdom of God. So I want to salute my brother as well, too. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't take all the credit. At, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't make it possible. And if it wasn't for um, Jordan River young people, wouldn't it be possible? So I want to just thank you guys tremendously. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys 100%. It was, it was a huge accomplishment. Yes. Because and my whole time going to that church over 23 years, something like that has never been done in the history of that church. Facts. So for me to be a part of that and for Sanders to be a part of that and all the youth to be a part of that, mm -hmm. that's history. That's, that's history of the church. That's and it's history more to that come. Yes. It was youth that did that. Young people that came together, put their minds together, put in work. Facts. Shout out to Vladimir because Vlad 
and me was walking all through Crown Heights for like a good hour just telling people by word of mouth, we got free diapers, come through, come through. And it's one thing to buy 2,500 diapers, it's another thing to find people to actually take them. And the people that like put their pride aside that came out and they received the gifts that we was able to give, and that was a blessing in itself. Like, Rick Ross once said it, the way you measure your excess is by the amount of people that you're able to bless. And it's wow. a blessing that God has blessed me and blessed Brother Sanders and we able to bless other people. So shout out to that. Facts. So we want to ask you a quick question, man. How was the left on scene? Part four. Part four. Oh, Talk to us, man. Oh, man. Left me on scene part four was amazing. Like, it was, it was stressful, overwhelming, but... You know, at the end of the day, the devil's going to try to test you. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a 12-round fight. You know, you're going to lose some rounds, but at the end of the day, you're supposed to, the goal is to come out victorious. Wow. And we are victorious at the end of the day because God already done it for us. It was a couple technical difficulties and whatnot with the sound, with the lighting, and a couple of the guest ministries or anything like that, but we got our point across. Mm. And the goal is to get our point across. We ministered to about... 200 plus in attendance. That's beautiful. And two girls gave their life to Christ. Wow. Amen. So that's, you know, it doesn't matter if we had a thousand people in there. If one person gave their life to Christ, mission accomplished. That's amazing. And that's amazing. It was, we had fun. We had fun. That was, you know, just had fun. And this is part four, right? This is part four. Um, people was telling me because of some of the technical difficulties that was going on in part four and some of the ministries who couldn't make it, they was telling me next year should be part four and a half. Wow. Just like, <laughs> Just like the wow. episode. Wow. Don't wow. do no part four and a half. Do part five. Part yeah. five lit, man. Make yes. five lit. Tell, tell the people how you came up with Left On Scene and where does that concept come from? Yes, Left sir. On scene. Um, it was, uh, we was playing around at first, me and my, my boy Serge, shout out to my boy Serge, um, we was playing around and we was, um, I think, what, what were we doing? Were we talking to somebody or some girl or whatever? And back in the days on, 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 on Facebook, yeah. it don't say red. It would say when you saw the message, so it would say seen. Yeah, yeah. So when you see that the person seen the message, saw the message, and they don't reply, you got left on scene. Wow. So we made a song, we made a song about that situation. It was just a Facebook song. And I, because I have um, some Christian followers and some non-Christian followers, so... It was like a good mix. It was like a good mix because now that I made that song, a lot of people was asking me, like, yo, how can... You know, like I come to your church, and I'm like, this is not, wow. even, this is not even a gospel song. Yeah, yeah. This is just a song that went on Facebook and got went viral, went on World Star. Like it just. Oh, it was a World Star too. Yeah, it went on World Star. Did you guys pay for that, or it just, it just? No, 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 no. We just promoted that. No, it just, it, it's one. Some celebrity shared the video. Wow. And then it just, um, he's on Wildin' Out. I forgot his name. The guy with the dreads. Wow. Um, but yeah, he shared it. Then it went on World Star. Then it got in the hands of Dixon. And then Dixon saw that, and Dixon said, yo, look, listen, let's record this song, and let's shoot a music video for it. Wow. And then I'm like, are you serious? This is a song about... He was like, look, listen, because you got some Christian attack, like followers that's asking about this song, wow. let's, let's, let's do a twist to it. Let's, let's, let's minister through this song. And I was like, okay, how can I minister with left on scene? That's a hard topic. 
But then I realized a lot of us leave God on scene all the time. And he don't right. leave, and he don't leave us on scene. Like a lot of us were supposed to answer our calling many years ago. You understand? A lot of us did. So um we did we did the remix. Well, the 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 real song in the studio with Dixon. We shot a music video for it. Then we came with Left Me On Scene, the concert. So when we came with Left Me On Scene, the concert, the goal was like, look, listen, this is your time right now to accept Christ. Do not leave God on scene. And IOC, we invited Instruments of Christ. That's Deborah. Shout out to Deborah and um, Instruments of Christ, uh, the Voice of Jesus Ministries. We invited them, and they did a play. Because, you know, all the groups were singing, and they did something different. They did a play. And when they did a play, it was so amazing because what was going on was just like phenomenal. I'm like, wow. So Dixon got hands of that too because Dixon was there. Dixon was like, no, we got to shoot a short movie for this. Wow. wow. So Dixon, wow. Shot, Dixon shot a short movie featuring IOC. Mm. And it's on YouTube right now for like 20 minutes. You understand? Just go check that out. We're going to post it in the description later. Mm. But it's very amazing. And I was like, yo, this could really go far. So part two mm. happened. Part two was actually the most packed one ever because my church, my old church on Nostrum, could only fit about I remember 120 people being yeah, yeah. sitting mm -hmm. down. It was about 200 and like 70 people no space no space downstairs pack outside pack stage even where the, the ministries are ministering on stage packed like the floor is packed and stuff like that left me on scene two was really cool sadly left me on scene three was the saddest one because we had to give up the church that's what i was our last one on no strength wow and i was born in that church from a baby to like now. Wow. So it was really sad to see my parents have to go through that. My family and friends have to go through that. But you know, when God closes a door for you, is one bigger just waiting right there. Mm. So left me on scene four. It was it was it was a it was a test. It was a trial. Like you know, like I didn't know what to expect because this is my first time doing a concert, my concert in another location. Wow. Because I've been doing concerts all my life in. 1778, Nostra Remember that? Yeah, so to do one in a new location, it was really, really nervous. Like, I was nervous. Like, I was just like, yo, are people really going to come out? Like, but people were still asking me, like, yo, is it still on Notion? So I had to answer to a lot of messages, like, yo, is it still on Notion? No, it wasn't on Notion, but oh. it was it was really good. It was a success. And shout out to God for allowing me to have this vision and making it come true for me. I want to just ask this, um, before we continue with the next question, if there's any comments you guys want to make, any questions you guys want to make, definitely do that. I want to just ask, how do you feel about all the support that you have been getting from everybody and stuff like that? How do you feel about that, the support? How does it feel? The support is good, man. Sometimes, mm. like, a lot of people, when even when they don't support me, I'm, I'm not a person who gets upset. Like, you know, like, people be like, yo, P, I'm so, so sorry that I couldn't come to the event. What can I do to make it up? I'm like, look, listen, it happens. Things happen. Yeah, of course. If you can't make it, you can't make it. It's not mm. the end of the world. I still love you. I appreciate you for even thinking about us. That's true. You know, thinking about me, my team, and everything like that. But mm. the support was, was heavily. And a lot, a lot of times, we usually get support from people we don't know. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of the times. But in this case scenario, like, I think I saw... 
I don't think. I know I saw all my family, my friends, all my brothers. No, you guys was there. You guys are the only two missing, but y'all guys was working. So that's of that. course. So, but but I still owe you one. Yeah, I owe you one. Right. You know, I was out of town. I was out of town. It was your birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday, and then I was at Camp Victory. Yeah, shout to the whole Franco Haitian Youth Federation, the whole Franco Haitian Federation. Yeah. Um. I can say that Vic Camp Victor Lake was an improvement from the past years. I haven't been there in a while. I see a lot of improvements that was nice. done. And whenever young people's come together to like do something in the name of the Lord and spreading the gospel, like yes. I don't think that's a good job. Yes. Shout out to my brother Peter for starting that whole movement. And I know, like you said before, like a lot of different ministries came from the heart of worship, but, right? Yes, yes. I know about, about five. About five, five groups. So you did your job. Yeah. Because the thing is that a person that is successful makes successors. Yeah. So, you know, you inspired a lot of young people, not only just from your denomination, but other denominations, including Seven Adventists, because there are people who thought that you were Seven Adventists. Oh, man, I, I, get, I, get, asked that, I get asked that question all the time. Yeah. Like, are you SDA? Like, there's one person that asked me that. Like, are you SDA? I had to ask him, like, what is that? Because I didn't know what was what was it short for. Wow. And then I was like, what's SDA? There's like Seven Day Adventists. I'm like... What, what do they do? Like, cause I was just I was I grew up in a church that only worship on Sunday, so I yeah. didn't really know like Catholics. I didn't know Baptists. I didn't know Seven Day Adventists. I had to do my own research and like my own learning on on that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not SDA. I'm not SDA. But a lot of my support, a lot of my friends, a lot of my people that really wow. like helped me build this ministry came from the SDA world, and wow. I, I'm really grateful. So, hey, look, listen, I worship on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all days till I die. So you can call me whatever you want because there's only one God. I feel you. One thing I would like to say about that in regards to that, I feel like the youth will always work together, but it's the adults and their politics yeah. that separate <laughs> yeah. it all. Yeah. Because, because at the end of the day, I feel like there's only one God, there's only one heaven, there's only one Jesus, but religion does cause division. Like, Jay-Z said it does. Religion causes division like my Maybach partition. Mm. And I feel like that's basically what it is. Like, people always going to say, oh, I'm from the north, I'm from the south, I'm, I worship on this day, I worship on that day, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. I feel like all that causes division. We all working together for the benefit of Christ. Yes. There might be something that somebody's doing in this church that could help your church. It might be someone from this church that, that could play the piano that goes to this church. Because I work with everybody. Like, Talik used to come Facts. to my church and play piano. Um, Clint from another church to come and play piano. Shout Other people come Clint. and play drums. They all used to come and they helped me. Um, Zoe Savage, you <laughs> used to come out. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff, man. <laughs> Jeff, respect, respect, salute. Jeff, Jeff used to come out and play drums for us. Woodler played drums. I mean, played. Woodler used to play piano for us. Like, it's a lot. Like, a lot of people I met was through ministry. A lot of people worked with me. Like, you know, it's been a blessing. And I, I've been able to meet a lot of different people. And I don't care, like, what religion you're from or what hood you're from or what block you're from. As long as mm. you adding on to what I'm doing and you yeah. can help me and I can help you and we can build a better dream, why not? That's a fact. And to go back on that, um, I remember when I first started um, Hearts of Worship, um, I had ran into some, I, I knew somebody who, because I was asking, for, I was looking for singers because I had a lot of people with me, but I was looking for people, like, who were, like, like their first, like, gift was like singing like people wow. really took singing seriously so i got it i got a hold of sammy jean shout so, out to sammy shout out to sammy mm -hmm. and 
he introduced me to the he's the one that introduced me to the whole SDA world. Wow. He's the one that branched me off from the Sunday to the to the Saturday. So wow. um Sammy put me on to a lot of people too. Shout out to Sammy, yeah. shout out to Blue Angels Drummer Corps. Yes, they oh man, they killed I left me on scene. Wow. They killed They um, always kill it, man. Shout out to Blue Angels. They always yes, do their thing. Facts. But um we had reached out to Sammy and then Sammy was getting a lot of people. If I'm not lying right now, my group at one point had at least 60 people. At least 60 people. And at least like 30 of them were SDA. And they started uh, seeing a success. They started seeing movements wow. and everything like that. And then some of the parents were like, no, 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 no. This is not an SDA group. I don't want my kids in this. And then one parent started it and it became a domino effect. Then I went from 30 members SDA to only like two to three. Sammy Jean was like, yo, I'm still rocking with you, bro. That's loyalty. So I'm Salute like, to loyalty. That's right. So yeah. I'm just like, you know what? That's cool. It is what it is. But a lot of the parents, they didn't, they didn't want that. So they caused, they caused kind of the division. And me being an understanding person, I wasn't mad at somebody who didn't want to be in my group. Why? Like, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, I was just like, yo, look, listen, I understand. But I do want to say this, though, just to add. I want to say that we at Seven Adventists, we have to do better in regards to, cre um, in regards to treating... Um, our brethren in different denomination. I understand, you know what I'm saying, everybody has their own conviction, everybody has their own beliefs, but at the end of the day, we're all Christians. For example, the devil and the demons, they don't like each other, but they come together to be unified to destroy people like myself and like, and, and like, like yourself and myself. So we may disagree in certain, um, in certain, uh, in certain theological um, principles, but at the end of the day, I, as a Christian, I have to support you. I have to build you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. So we're going to support you 100%, you feel me? Because you're sure. our brother, you for feel sure. me? Sure. So I got to just be clear upon that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like more so it's the older generation. That's true, that's what it is. Like they're real, what's the word? Legalistic. Legalistic. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in regards to certain things, but I feel like more so, I feel like Alright, Jay-Z said it best. Do oh, not wow. allow people to place their insecurities upon you. That's right. And I feel like that's what it is with a lot of older people. Like, that's they're right. basically insecure. They keep that old mind frame and they look at us and they see how fast we're developing and how we're changing, how we're building a movement. And they get, like, intimidated and they feel insecure. So then they put things in our way as certain kind of barriers. And I feel like that blocks us off from a lot. Mm. Because... If you look at it, every single person, for the majority of the time, when you're doing something positive, there's always someone that has something negative to say. Wow. And usually it's an older person, sadly, which doesn't make any sense. Mm. Especially when things are at the beginning stages. They'd be like, oh, like, I remember we used to do, yeah, we used to do youth days. Like, we used to do big youth days. Like, and most time we used to pay out of pocket. Like, the church wouldn't throw us no money. Wow. And then afterwards, we would have successful day. We would promote it online. A lot of people would come out. We would do our thing. We would put up pictures online. We put up videos out. And it'd be people at the very end. They'll they'll complain about minuscule things like like they'll complain to my own. Yeah, the food was good, but there was no salad. Most people don't even <laughs> eat salad, anyways. Like Facts. you know, or they'd be like, oh yeah, it was good, but I feel like this place was small. Oh yeah, it was alright, but oh, I didn't like the balloons in the church. Like, stuff like that. Like, they always find something to talk about, always find something to criticize. And these are people that don't do nothing. They just sit in a cut. They just watch. Like, I guess they look for something to do. But what I did basically is... Mercy. Every single time they will say something bad, wow. I'll make... Like, I would take the criticism and I would fix that issue. I wouldn't, like, just leave it like that. 
yeah, I turn the negative to a positive. I'll keep mm. fixing those issues, fixing those issues until they had nothing else to say. And then when they would say something, I'm like, ah, I think, and I keep it pushing. Because I'm not going to feed it to that negativity. But you know what's so crazy? The thing is that I've noticed that the people who doesn't contribute a lick to the situation are the most ones that have something to say. So at the end of the day, they can say what they want to say. Um, but if you haven't contributed to anything, what you have to say is irrelevant, period. Somebody said we need our greens. Yeah, we do need our greens. But well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, man. So question for you, Peter. What major change came in about your life to make you take God more seriously? Mm. Well, basically, um, I grew up in a Christian home. My father and my mother have been pastors all my life and all my siblings' lives. But, um, you know, growing up, when you see certain things, you know, you go to church and it's just like, okay, they sing. They pray, they, they do this, they do that, and it's just like, all right, back home. Like, it was just, like, all right, it is what it is. Like, and it's just so used to stuff. And then you'll see other kids, you know, they having fun, they laughing, they playing, they partying, they doing all these type of things, and you're just like, Yo, why can't I do that? Like, I want to have, wow. have fun, too. So, you know, um, what was it? About 13, 14, I drifted away from church. I drifted away from church at 14 years old, started drinking, you know, started fighting, started gangbanging and stuff like that. 15, 16, uh, um, pierced my ears as as a Haitian. They didn't, parents did not want that at all. Facts. You know, yeah. and, and, and it's crazy <laughs> because it's a lot of things that my our parents didn't want were the things that I wanted to see why they didn't want it. Mm. I wanted to experience wow. that. So they told me um, not to do this, not to do that. 17, like, I don't know what happened to me. I just put tattoos all over my body. At all at 17, like I haven't got a tattoo after 17, and so it was just like um, 18, I got arrested and stuff like that. 19 was drinking, partying, you know, doing all the crazy stuff that you could think of. And then at 20, I went to Jamaica um, for my sister's wedding, and I was wilding out in there. I thought I was a rapper. Had chains on, my tats was <laughs> out. You know, I had Jamaican, I had Jamaican money. So I thought I was the man, and you know, all the Jamaican girls, they was loving me. They were showing love. Wow. And then, like, you know, it's an all-inclusive. I was not even 21 yet. It's an all-inclusive um, resort. So I was able to get free liquor, and liquor do not do well by me. So I was getting drunk. I got so drunk, I almost ruined my sister's day. She was, like, crying. She, at one point, was like, you know, I'm not going to claim you no more. You're not my brother. Wow. You know, I don't, I, I don't understand. Why can't you be like the other people? Like, why do you have to be drunk? Why do you have to be like this? And then my parents was upset at me. Like, everybody just left me in Jamaica. Like, everybody was still in Jamaica, but they left me at the, at the restaurant that we was at. And everybody went to their rooms and their hotels. Wow. So I'm just like, you know what? Okay, it is what it is. I go back to my... Um, Shout out to Talik on the check-in. I see you, boy. Talik, what up, bro? <laughs> um. Like, um, I I went back to my hotel. I ain't see nobody mm. there, you know, so I went back out, started fighting, wow. started yelling. You know, I was about to get arrested in Jamaica, you understand? And at that present time, I was already on probation. Thank God I finished it last year. Praise the Lord. Five, five years probation. Hallelujah. And I had to I had to get a permission slip. I had to get a, um, something signed 
for me to even even get like approved to go to Jamaica. Wow. Because once you're on probation, it's like you can't even travel anywhere. And a lot of people don't know this, that where Hearts of Worship got invited to sing at New Jersey, Hearts of Worship got invited to sing in Boston, and all these, Connecticut, and all these other different places that we want to go, a, a lot of things that I hid was I had to get a permission slip from my PO wow. to even actually go minister, even though she knew at one point, like, yo, you're not the same anymore when you came in at a wow. 17 or 18-year-old boy. You understand? Something is different about you. So, like, I had to get permission slip. So, at one point, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this no more while I'm in the hotel and stuff like that. So, um, I was just praying to God, and I was asking God, like, yo, can you, can you help me? Can you save me? While I had the lick in my system, I fell asleep. I woke up the next day. Everybody was still mad at me because... They they remember what went on, but I didn't remember what went on. So I just told my dad, I was like, look, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to continue to serve you. I want I want to continue to work with you, and I want to have God in my life because the way it's going right now, there's only one way to go, dead or in jail, and I ain't want to do it no more. So ever since that day, I left the old Peter in Jamaica, and I haven't been the same. Wow. You know, I, one thing I just got you from your testimony, because a lot of times... People see your glory, but they don't see your story. Yeah. And I think what's so amazing about your story is that you've told people that you've been through the trash, and because of God, you, you, you went through the trash and stuff like that. I think that's very, very, very essential, and that's very, very important and everything like that. I think that's very um, amazing that, that you're here today only by the grace of God, because for example, for myself, like I've lost a lot of friends from gang violence. I lost a lot of friends from drug activity. I've lost a lot of friends from the prison system. And to be here, it's only by the grace of God. And you are a testament of that. So that's a beautiful thing. And I just encourage you to keep pushing, to keep flying, to keep soaring, because you're touching a lot of lives. And you know what's so crazy too? One thing I, I appreciate about your concerts, going to your concerts, because I've been to several, but I do owe you this one, next one, because right. I was out of town. Remember, those who love you will support you, and those who support you will show you. So we got to support each other, you feel me, which is very key. Um, is a lot of people from the world, they're at your concerts. Yeah, yeah. And, and why do you think you, yeah. you gravitate people from the world? You know what I'm saying? Because I've been there. Okay. Because I've been there, experienced. Like, wow. I know what it, I know what it is to be on both fields. Wow. You understand? Like I could go into a crowd right now, and this is something that I like. I could Fox. go into, uh, uh, like, say, in the world, and I would look just like them. Facts. You understand? And a lot of people, they would, unless I open my mouth and start speaking, then that's when they could see a change. You understand? They would see that I'm not the same. Yeah. And then the same thing with even being in church. I can go into church and I could dress up in a suit and then I would look like I belong there. Wow. You understand? So that's that, that that's what I like about God. Like he made me able to do both fields. Wow. It, it's the best feeling in the world, especially and it's and it's not easy because like when I first started, like I didn't have any friends in church. And you understand? So I had to build that as I was grown as I was growing in church. Quick question, right? Why why didn't you have friends in church? Because all my friends that I grew up in was all from the world, all from the streets. Mm. All from the streets. And a lot of them, you know, they was just like, 
yeah, Pete only doing this for the girls. Pete only doing this for the likes. Pete gonna be back in the hood. I know Pete very well. I grew up with Pete all my life. Yeah, Pete, and then it, it just became like a continuous stage. And then the next year, like, yeah, Pete be back. The next year, then it was to a point where it was just like, oh, shoot, Pete in this for real. Yo, Pete, can you pray for me? Yo, Pete, can, Pete, can you help me? Yo, Pete, like, yo, like, like, what did you do, like, to, like, to to get like this. Like I had one of my friends, I'm not even gonna um, mention his name, but it was kind of funny to me, but it was also kind of weird because knowing that I'm Haitian and they all think we do voodoo, but which I don't, <laughs> which I don't. So it was like one of my friends, he was like, yo, did they do voodoo on you? Wow. Like, you like a different Wait, they person. did voodoo to, to make you better? <laughs> yeah, look, listen, if they did voodoo to make me better, continue to do the voodoo because all I want to do is get better. No, I think it's just, the Holy Spirit went into you. Yes. There's there's a verse where Jesus said that he he asked Peter, he asked the disciples, matter of fact, who yes. do you say I am? And they were quiet. But then Peter said, you are the Christ. And he said that you were not, I was not revealed to you by the flesh, but it was by the Holy Spirit. Where so it's similar to you, where the Holy Spirit revealed God to you because like you said you was going to church your whole life but you didn't understand God for yourself you were just doing it based on your parents belief and so you went into the world and discovered things on your own but then when the Holy Spirit came into you the change came oh, onto you and so <laughs> the Holy Spirit something. flowed out my man said God else. changed bro so much that they thought it was voodoo <laughs> shout out to Talik shout out to Talik yeah but basically wow. like it's like you are a living testament now to yeah, God's man. glory. Amen. And like it's people are seeing the Holy Spirit that lives within you. And that's a great thing. Yes. Yeah. So that's how it was, man. So it was just like I didn't have any friends. And wow. I got some friends into the church, you know, people that was here, people that was just only here because they liked what I like. They they saw, okay, a, a, a new, you was a newborn. And you know, I just want to be down. I want to be around because, for, for example, they look, they saw it as, okay, I see potential in this guy. So let me hang around him because you don't know what could be next, what could blossom out of him. And you know, and I, and I found, and I, and it was like that because I had some mentors who was talking to me. They was like, yo, bro, like, be careful of these other guys who's in ministry. You know, who want to get a name off you. Groupies, right? Yeah. Facts. Get a name off you, like guys who've been doing it for bed bugs. There's church groupies too, guys. There's church groupies too. There's bed right. bugs too. Church because, bed bugs. Because I remember when I used to be in church, I used to be in a cut. No one was dealing so with me. Same bugs. way. Bed bugs. And remember, way. they don't come during the day. They come at night to suck you. Yeah. That's right. They, they wait for your girl. Night, night, night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. My man said, to, you, Talik, my man said, yup. You know about the bed bugs. That's right, Talik. They wait for your glow up, and then that's when they show up. Facts. They wait for your glow up, then oh, they show up. They're like, what's up? I've been here since down one. But like my man says, Drake says, you wasn't shooting me in the gym. You wasn't shooting me in the, in the gym. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Right. So, wow. It was just like, you know, people was around me. They was like, yo, be careful because yes. some people was going to want to use want to use you as a way to get them to that next level and I, like me as a person like I didn't I didn't you know really care because I was like look listen we in this together like at the end of the day our goal is to all go to heaven and bring people that's right God. so like this is not a race you know this is a marathon mm, that's right you gotta understand so but until I got burned 
You understand? So I was I was out going to different churches, helping everybody, helping this, helping this, helping this, helping this, like, you know, shedding my testimony, going from church to church, helping pastors, bringing in youth. I was going into certain churches, you know, packing up their events and, you know, you know, hanging out there for a little bit, then going into other churches, packing out their events, and that church is still packed, that church is still packed. I was doing all of this in, in my little community, doing all of this, and it was just like, when I needed the love, when I needed the support, Nobody was there to be found. Oh, I have, wow. I have to do this, Pete. Oh, I have to do that, Pete. I have to do that, Pete. And I was a person at the time when I wasn't working and I was young, like 21, and I just started in ministry. I, like, I lived in the church. Like, I slept in the church. I was, like, my only thing I wanted to do was be in church. So wow. it was like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Wow. I'm here. So Shout to like, Kevin. He said, I see you. <laughs> you understand? Yo, Kevin, what up, bro? Yo, Ed, what up, bro? Yeah, shout out to the viewers. I see a lot of viewers online. Well, let me tell you yeah. something. We support what you're doing. Of course. And we want to do something together with you, whatever that you need. Of course. We want to be there for you. And I know you know that from my end, you know, Ricard, he's official. Of course. We got your back Super 100%. Official. Definitely. Wow. I think the main thing is to stay consistent and to support each other, you yes. know, with the show, with your left on scene. Facts. I honestly think you should do one every year, bro. I like, think so, too. Every year. Like, it might not be the easiest thing to do, but if you keep doing it every year... With the left meal scene? Yeah. People yeah. are going to look forward to it every year. And, and, and what, we could, you, bro, what we could do you. is the if... if Just talking to Ricard, because I don't want to just do things out of my way, but we can support what you're doing and stuff like that. You know, we could host it at Jordan of River. We could show cats. It's not about how many people you have, you know what I'm saying? People can come out Jordan River or the Winter Circle Church, you feel me? And we support you 100%. Because the thing is that we need to support what you're doing because you're doing a positive work for the Lord. So we support you 100%. But we, we're going to talk about that when the timing is right, you feel me? Yes, sir. So, like, let's get into the politics of things because there's a lot going on, especially with this whole racist agenda and everything that's oh, going man. on. Facts. Like, <laughs> I'm disappointed in America right now. Facts. Like, but I heard one of the realest things today, and it was during a Google ad, and the Google ad basically said that slavery did not end after the Emancipation Proclamation was was put into effect. No. Slavery just sure. just mutated. It changed its form. That's cool. And, and I've seen something that said that 5,000 people lined up to see a black guy burnt in front of a court building. Mm. And then after that, because if you look at the history, right, you see slavery, then racism, then Jim Crow, then segregation, then all these things that happened one after another, Emmett Till, um, Rosa Parks sat on the bus, Martin Luther King was assassinated, Malcolm X was assassinated, all these people that all these things happened. Then you look recently, Trayvon Martin, um, Sean Bell. The other dude that got killed, Eric Garner, um, the, the, the other big boy that got killed, um, the, the one that got shot in the street. Who's the, that? The, the one who went to buy the the cigarettes at the store when he got shot. That was, um, no, he was got used to where he got choked, right? No, he got shot. He got shot by the white cop. Who was that? I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember. Yo, it's been so much wow. black men that got killed that we even forgot yeah, their names. I talk about Alton Sterling? Yeah. Not Alton Sterling. It was another guy. Wow. It's so much, bro. It's so much. I want to add to I don't know if you guys seen this. I, w I was trying to share this thing on Facebook, but I've been getting this message on my inbox. And the thing is that there's a white guy. I don't know if you saw it. 
he basically he wants to kill um, black women and black children. And he's like, yo, these bullets is for Black Lives Matter. So if anybody can put that video up on Facebook, we can repost this crazy man. Because let me tell you something. These white supremacists, they want to kill innocent people like myself, like yourself. They want a race war. You know why they want a race war? They want a race war because of the mere fact, I don't know if you guys know, that... In a couple of years, white people are no longer going to be the majority. It's going to be us and Hispanic people and Jews. So we got to really protect our own because it's real out here. Yeah, man. But like... Go ahead, brother. It's very disappointing. Like, like recently I've been talking to a lot of people and they're disappointed in Trump and everything else and him Facts. supporting the radical neo-Nazis and the KKK. Mm. But the thing is... People with a voice, people that matter, they're not standing up. They're not standing up. They're, 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 they're not denouncing this guy. They're not saying stop it. They're not saying enough is enough. The Republicans, the Democrats, the politicians, the people with voices, the athletes, what athletes been soft, except for Colin Kaepernick. Salute to you, King. But uh, uh, no one's speaking up. No one's talking. But everyone's disappointed. Everybody's like, damn, how did this happen? How did this happen? What's going on? Like Everybody's worrying about an eclipse. Every, yeah, everybody, <laughs> because everyone gets distracted so easily. It's like, it's like everybody has a microwave brain. You pop Facts. it in, <laughs> 10 minutes, boom, the next thing pop up, bro. Like, it's like, it's like bird brain people. It's like, Facts. and y'all not thinking for yourselves. Like, whatever that's on TV, that's what you see and that's what you think. That's true. But I suggest to you guys, pray for the spirit of discernment. Like, pray for eyes of yourself. I feel like there's three kind of blind people. People that's born blind, either due to sickness or something else. People that, that became blind based on injury or, or an accident. Wow. People that choose not to see. A lot of people, they choose not to see things that are right in front of their face. And there's like us as black people. When bad things are done to us, they ask us to forgive quick. When they violate us, they don't want us to talk about it. When things occur to us, they say, yo, don't say nothing. Let, let, let it go. But as soon as we do something, they crucify us in front of everybody. They bring us to the square. They lynch us. They hang us. They burn us. They crucify us. They destroy our careers. They make us ridicules. They rape our children. They steal from us. They pillage. Their, their, their families is rich generation after generation after generation. Because for 50 years straight, they had, they had hundreds and thousands of people that they did not have to pay labor. That's how they became rich. And look at the aftermath. We sitting back here in project buildings and Playing food stamps and getting government assistance, and we thinking that we living good. No, because we're in a survivor mentality. Like, look at the world we live in. That's Even right. our hoods, our hoods is not our hoods anymore. This whole gentrification thing came and took over you. You, you can't even afford to live in a neighborhood that you grew up in your whole entire life. Look at it. Look at yourself. And none of y'all stand up. Nobody wants to talk, and no one wants to say nothing. Our athletes that have money, they quiet. All rappers that have money are quiet. And when someone does step up and someone does speak, tend to talk like Kelly Kaepernick, we don't even support him. And I bet you if Martin Luther King or Malcolm X was alive right now, these cowards would be too scared to stand behind them. They'd probably be watching like, damn, 
They doing something, but they scared. Same thing with me and Sanders right here. This is revolutionary that we doing right now. That's Nobody true. else is doing this, either in a Sunday church or a Saturday church. That's true. But how much people standing behind us? How much people we beg to come on the show? You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But from afar, you guys are doing your thing. Y'all, y'all doing your thing. It's a hundred cows everywhere. Y'all want to show love from a distance and hate from a distance, but at the same time, y'all don't want to talk. This is not only our world. This is y'all world, too, and y'all not standing up for it. And that's why y'all being treated the way that y'all are. Y'all don't say nothing. Y'all wonder why they don't respect us. Y'all got to know y'all worth. That's true. Like, come on. I just want to just encourage each and every one of you guys, like, let's, for those who want to be part of this movement, this movement is for you. We want to just empower to let you know that. And also, too, I don't, I don't want to take shots, but I want to let you know that we all came from a past. For example, the, there's football players that had domestic violence issues. There's football players that had alcoholic issues. Had drug and issues. they take those players back again. And I want to salute those seven days Adventist past. I know you guys saw those videos. Those seven days Adventist past that are saying we need to boycott the NFL. Because Colin Kaepernick, you see, a year ago, they was upset with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee... Because he was talking against white supremacy. A non-violent protest. A non-violent protest. I agree with you. And now we're seeing what's going on. Like, these white people, they want to kill us. They're they telling you they want to kill us. These white people, they want to destroy they us. They don't want to kill us, bro. They're killing us. They're killing us. Facts. Look at what they're doing, bro. Facts. They're killing black men on TV. They replay it over and over and over and over. So it's built in your subconscious that the black life does not even matter. And when you say black life matter, they say all lives matter. Okay. During the Holocaust, what if, what if there was like, oh, Jew lives matter? We came, we said all lives matter. What if during when Saddam Hussein was killing those, those Kurds people in his country, what if we said, oh, all lives matter? What about when they was killing the, the Irish Ireland? What, 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 what if somebody popped up and said, oh, all lives matter? What would they say? They would be like, oh, you anti-seminist? Is, is, is that the word? They'd be like, oh, you, you, you. You ain't humane, or, or you don't care about us, or you against us, you against that. But we the only ones, when we say all lives matter, when we say black lives matter, we fall for that. We're like, oh, right, cool, yeah, you right, all lives matter. What? And a bunch of rappers, athletes, and all these people, y'all suckers, because they're like, oh, yeah, all lives matter. You're like, yeah, all lives do matter. Okay, all lives matter, but we the only race of people that's getting killed on TV is playing in our subconscious. Over and over and over and over. There's something called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. If we see our black people getting killed on TV like, like it's nothing, you think we're we going to respect the black life? You think we're going to respect the police? We're going to be scared of them. We're going to be scared for ourselves. Black mothers going to teach their kids, oh, be soft. Don't speak against the police. Don't fight against the police. Be domiciled. Be soft because I don't want you to die. No, so if everybody's soft, if no one is fighting, then how are we going to stop oppression? How are we going to fight oppression? Martin Luther King went to jail. He was a felon. He got arrested multiple times because he was fighting the good fight. He knew he was going to die. Jesus Christ knew he was going to die. Jesus Christ said how many times? I'm going to die because I'm speaking the truth and these people do not like it. I'm going against their agenda. I know I'm going to die. And what the disciples said, don't say that. That's blasphemy. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan, because I know what I'm doing. I came here to save these people. The only way I can save these people is if I die. Martin Luther King, he knew he had to die. Malcolm X, he knew he had to die. Because sometimes we got to die for you niggas to really understand what we're doing. And it's sad because it's after that we die. That's when y'all respect it. But how many times when people doing changes in real life? Exactly. Funerals do not count. But we alive right now, no one's supporting the movement. Everybody's supporting sucker stuff. Every single sucker stuff that come out, y'all jump on it. 
fidget spinners, y'all jump on it. Giga pets, y'all jump on it. Gossip, y'all jump on it. Every single little thing that come out, y'all jump on it. And look at y'all mind. Y'all mind set of souls messed up. A new app come out, y'all jump on it. From Facebook to Snapchat to Instagram to this to that to this to that to this and that. But look at all the important things that y'all lack, all the important things that y'all no longer doing. And look at how our community suffered because of that. Our community is suffering because who's saving the black community? Who's standing up for the black community? Who's fighting for the black community? Who's making changes in the black community? Nobody. Like in the heroes that we have are long gone. Al Sharpton been sold out. Jesse Jackson been sold out. Everybody else is dead. Facts. That's true. We got to do better. We got to do better as a people. We have to instill our people to understand um, black economics, allowing the money to rotate at least seven times the way the Jews allow their money to um, be rotated to seven times. But look at it this way, bro. Go ahead, King. In order for money to get passed down from generation to generation, you must have a, a wife and a husband because you need the wife and the husband to be married on paper legally to hold businesses together as a family. Also, then you got to put your, you got to put your business in LLC to protect yourself from lawsuits. For you to pass it down, you have to have a legitimate heir. Or if you got a bastard, it's whatever. You got to pass that down to him. But he has to be married. If not, then he could just get sued and child support court and everything gets cut in half. Sure. But they already demolished the black family. Because how many people you see is getting married? How many black people you see is getting married? And black people make it seem like get, getting married is not cool no more. But look back in the day, slaves used to die for getting married, bro. They, they used to risk their life to be married. And yeah. nowadays, oh, it's so taboo. Oh, you're getting married? Oh, shoot, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. But look at all these black boys raising up in a single mother household. I'm not saying single mothers not, only because there's some single mothers that did raise good children. But it's hard. It's very hard. And what happens? Sometimes the guys, like, they're in a single mother home. The mom got to work two, three jobs just to provide for the home. She's not there. So where the boy at? He's in the streets. He don't got a man to show him how to be a man, how to respect himself, how to respect women, how to take care of the home and, and to take care of his family, how to treat a woman, how to be a good member of his community and society. He don't know how to conduct himself, and therefore he lashes out. And when he can't conduct himself, and there's no one in the home to conduct himself, who conducts him? The police. They throw him in jail because part of the system. He gets, he gets a felony. Once you get a felony, what, what, what happens? It's harder to get certain jobs, and it's harder to move a certain way. Exactly. You get a number for the DOC, Department of Corrections. They yep. fix you now. And then you get locked up in the system. It's a system. That's a system for men. The system for black men is jail. A system for a white women is, I mean, a system for a black woman is to have a lot of illegitimate children out of wedlock, get on food stamps, live in the projects, and live your life out talking about you don't need a man because the government giving you money. Hmm. And they want us to respect that. But then again, look at the... Look at the family picture that they promote for That's white true. people versus the family picture they promote for our people. That's true. Just look at it. Yo, do we have like an offering basket for him? Yeah, bro, that's real. That's what we got to do better. We got to do better. It, you preach it. We got to do better. And, and, and the reason why I think a lot of, I know for a fact that a lot of people respect the show is because we're transparent enough to speak of these issues that a lot of people are afraid to speak about. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't want to be trendsetters. They want to be cowards. So I just feel that what we need to do is educate the minds. That's why I say to all you guys who are viewing, we need you guys to join and support the Real World Ministries. We need you guys to empower our young people 
empower our community because we're sick and tired of going to baby showers and we're not supporting marriages. We're sick and tired mm. of, 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 of sisters who have to abort babies. We're sick and tired of elders who are sleeping with their daughters. Yeah, I said it, homie. Yeah, I ain't afraid. We just, we want to break the curse, break the yoke. We want to just inspire the men. You know, you're not a nigga. You were king. For the girls, excuse my language, you're not a female dog. You were queen. We're here to inspire and to empower you guys to move greater because you're not, you're not the tail, but you're the head. You're not, you're not the least, but you're above. So remember that. I agree with you 100%, my brother. So let me ask you guys a question. At one point, we was kings and queens. What do you think changed? And why do you think we're in the mindset that we're in today? Well, historically, what happened was, you guys need to watch Hidden Colors 1, 2, and 3, and no, 4. Oh, I, of course. Okay. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I know you understand, but I want to just tell the viewers. The thing is that the Moors, which is black people, the Moors went into Europe. And basically what happened was they took control and what, when, when, when they went to Europe, they brought a lot of the technologies with them. For example, they taught white folk how to bathe. They taught white folk how to brush their teeth. How to domesticate animals, how it's, to build buildings. Because at one point, yeah. the whites was living in the same house as their animals. And that's how chicken pox came because they was living in the same room as a chicken. Yeah. And because of, 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 of the mindset and the... And yet, bro, I'm telling you, because of the mindset and the demonic mindset that they had, because of the dark ages, and we took over, they said, never again, we will allow people to take over who we are, even though they helped us. So what happened was, they started just violating, raping, um, get, getting, getting, um, uh, getting our black men involved in homosexuality. Homosexuality was a tool. That was used in slavery to so. let exactly to let people know, look, we are in charge and stuff like that. Also, the 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 the, the mammy complex where the white woman, have you noticed? Um, the the black woman, she's mad at at the brothers and stuff like that. But to the white man, she's cool and she's chill and she relaxed. But with the black man, she makes him feel inferior. She makes him feel stupid. And there's a lot of our sisters, unfortunately, who have the mammy complex where they are discouraging our black men and talking down on our black men. And there are black men, unfortunately, that were taught by the slave masters who would sleep with several women just for the purpose to make a lot of slaves for the slave master and stuff like that. So it's a lot, my brother. It's a lot. I think, I think it, was, it was more so mental. Like, yes. And basically what they did is they just erased the history. Facts. And they made a history. As in, like, he retold the story of what he came. Basically, even Egyptology, that's like a false study of Egypt where they're trying to basically whitewash Egypt to the point where they even bleached the pictures that's on the walls and the pyramids. That's crazy. I feel like they're just basically erasing us so that we don't know who we are. With Nipsey also said it best. He said, with no recollection of ourselves, of self, and no self-awareness, we are whoever they told us that we, we are, basically. Because if you have no one... Because if you don't know who you are, it's like if I walked in the room and I, and I had amnesia. And I'm like, yo, where am I? Who am I? Like, oh, you're a card. I'm like, oh, so what am I? Like, you a slave? I'm a slave. What's a slave? A slave is basically someone that takes care of this, that does this, that do that. And you do this right now. Okay. But what if I don't? You don't? Right, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to rape your wife. I'm going to kill your kids. I'm going to beat you in front of everybody. 
I'm going to tie one side of you to a horse and another side to, to your horse. I'm going to make the horse go this way and I'll make the other horse go that way. And he's going to rip you in half until you scream, until you right when you're about to die. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you in front of everybody. And right when you're about to die, I'm going to just let you stay there. Yeah, that's the Willie Lynch syndrome. Yep, brainwashed. Wow, that's wow, real. And it's it's the same thing today. Like what Sanders was saying. Like even today, like black men are afraid to be men because they're afraid to take chances. Like they rather they rather work with. They're still in that slave mentality where they would rather work the physical jobs and let their mental be weak than work out their mental and let their physical rest. Wow. My God. That's real. I'm telling you, it's a legend. I was born in Haiti. That's real, that's real. <laughs> Shout out to Haiti, man. And, 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 and that's the reason why, you see, even going with Haiti, they're about to have another, a documentary on Haiti. Basically, the myth factor, when they say Haiti is the poorest country in the, in the West Hemisphere, you need to understand that's is that, lie. which is a lie, I agree, is that Haitians wouldn't allow white supremacy to rank. Because remember, racism is a control thing. Prejudice is, well, I don't like you because of this. But racism is where it dictates what school you go to, what hospitals you go to. Go ahead, King. Go ahead, King. Sorry, no, 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 you, you good, bro. You flow, we flowing. You but family. I, go ahead. But I actually did research on this whole Haitian thing. Toussaint Louverture, he was the leader of the revolution. Yes, sir. Basically, like, he was, he was a slave, but then he gained his freedom and then he came back, and basically, he he made money, and then he was working. At one point, he probably had his own slaves, but at the same time, he seen the way that his people was being treated. Yep. And so, he was like, he used to help three slaves one by one by one by one, but then he was like, no, this is what we're going to do. So he helped raise a whole rebellion, but he was, he, he was smart in the yep. sense that he knew that they outnumbered them, but they knew the land. And he learned the land from the original, the IET the Indians. Yeah. And so that's how they gained their freedom through using the land. And they would burn everything. They would just burn everything, burn everything, burn everything. Until like the British and the Creole, the light-skinned people, the Hispanics and everybody else, they was like, we can't take this. And that's when they took over. But this is why Haiti was so poor afterwards. France put... A heavy tax teach on Haiti. A heavy, heavy tax that Haiti couldn't pay back. Because remember, they were, in, they were a brand new country and they couldn't pay back. America even crippled Haiti because for years they would not recognize Haiti as an official country, so they would not engage in trade with Haiti. So basically, Haiti wasn't selling anything to other countries because yep. America wasn't jocking them. America wasn't doing no business with them. So that made it even harder for Haiti. But I want to add what you're saying. The thing is that to add what you're saying, too, in, in agreement with you, the thing is that we whipped the French, we whipped the British, we whipped, whipped the, the Spaniards. Spaniards. We also gave Greece their independence. We also helped a lot of Central America gain their independence. Why do you think? Why do you think? And Haitians even fought in the Civil War for America. It's facts. That's true. And the Revolutionary yes, War. Yes, facts. <laughs> look at how we treat it. And, like, oh and we look down upon. You know what's crazy? People say that Haiti is poor. Haiti was the biggest port in the West Indies at its time. That's true. It had the biggest commerce, and it had a lot of people that came into those ports. Wow. And what was that port called? Port-au-Prince. Wow. Port-au-Princes. That's where all the people came to make the most money. But it was because of the heavy taxes 
and the fact that Haiti has a poor infrastructure. They have a lot of natural resources. They have oil, they have gold, they got diamonds, they got all that. But it's like they don't have no one to mine it. And they said chaos causes evolution in the sense that Haiti is always in a chaos. And usually when a chaos occur or a tragedy occur in Haiti, who comes in and swoops in as the so-called saviors. But what they do, they're really raping us. Look at all the money that was so-called donated to Haiti from, from China, from France, from America. And who was put in charge of that? Bill Clinton and them? What sense does that make? And I heard that out of the 500 million that they got to repair Haiti, if not more, they still have people living in tents. That's real. That's messed up. Wow. Man, there's a lot of a lot of heavy gems tonight. Beautiful gems. We definitely want to inspire you guys. Like I said, for those who want to join in what we're doing, we want to do a lot of big things, a lot of big initiatives. We want also people to come out and pop out. You don't have to be seven-day Adventist. You have to just have love the Lord, Christian entrepreneurship, black black businessmen, black businesswomen. Yo, come out, pop out. We want to inspire and encourage you guys. Yo, this this is some real. Real, real heavy stuff, 100%. Wow. One thing that Rick Ross said to quote him on his last album, um, he said that he thinks it's a good thing that Donald Trump is president because we have to destroy before we ever, before we able to levitate. Wow. As in that if, if there was another Obama that made everybody happy, that made everybody forget the problems, it would have been comfortable. But like Trump forces us to see America for what it is, and Trump forces us to be like, nah, change has to come. And mm. we have to change ourselves, we have to fix our problems, we have to adjust certain things, and we gotta fix certain things. Like if you see on the news, all these places is knocking down these Civil, um, these civil War statues of Confederate generals and all these Confederate soldiers, but we didn't even know that they had like racist statues on the campus. Even Duke University, they had a racist statue. They had, they had a statue of a racist on their campus. But you know what's so crazy? The thing is that you need to remember something too. When, and, and this is the thing for, for us. The thing is that the Confederates, they lost the war in the Civil War, right? Now, let's go to, let, let's move further from Nazi Germany. When Germany lost the war, they basically, they dissolved everything. Because, you know, when you win a war, you're the top man. You feel what I'm saying? You dissolve everything. Why is it that, okay, you lost the war. We beat your behinds. Why are they still keeping, this is a question to you guys, why are they still keep, keeping memorial of those who, um, who, um, who, who basically supports white supremacy, who supports racism, who supports killing, killing black people, killing Jews? Because, you know, remember, they hate Jews as well, too. That's something, something to talk about. Today I was online, I read a paper about these three girls. They went to Howard University. If you don't know Howard University, that's a historical black college. And these three white girls went to Howard, and they had the Make America Great Again shirts and Vote for Trump hats. And they was like, oh. And so people was there, was like, get out of here. Like, you're racist. Like, get, get off the campus. And it was like, oh, we did not know that this was a historical black school. Oh, how are we being racist? We just supporting our president. It's almost like they're they're trying to incite a race white a, a race riot to a certain extent. Facts. It's like it's like black people, honestly, we just wanna live in peace. 
Facts. It's not like we're trying to steal anything from you guys. It's not like we're trying to kill you guys. No, like we're just fighting for basic human rights that everyone's entitled to. Like, you know, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, yep. freedom to live your life and take care of your family. We want an equal chance like everybody else. It's like, you're right. Like, they're not only racist to blacks, but there's people that's racist to other people. Like, yesterday... Even Jews. Yesterday, I met this Italian woman. She was telling me that she lived in Bay Ridge, and then we was in um, a different... And then we was in a different neighborhood, and she's like, oh, I don't like this neighborhood. I'm like, why? She said, oh, because there's a lot of Jews in the, and there's a lot of Chinese telling people you. in this neighborhood. I'm like, so what's wrong with Jews and Chinese people? She's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with them. They, they keep to themselves, but they're dirty people. I'm like, what do you mean? Because uh, Chinese people are dirty. Their house is dirty. Oh, Jews are dirty. They stink. And their house is really dirty. I'm like, I don't know about Ricard, all that. you got to remember, at one time back in the day, Especially for what, see for the white supremacists, every time the numbers get low, they make certain people that are that 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 that, is, that doesn't deserve to be white to make them honorary Caucasians. Like for example, like the Irish is a nigger's white nigger, so they made the Irish Caucasians. They made the Jews Caucasian. They made Germans Caucasians. So that that's what it is basically about and stuff like that. So um. That's what it is, bro. Basically, that's what it is. I mean, it, 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 it's sad, so. Yeah, but I was just shocked that, like, because she was racist, but I guess yeah, she did not know that she was racist. And she was like, yeah, the Jews stink. The house is dirty. Psh. Have you ever been in a Jewish person's house? I'm like, nah. And she was Italian, obviously. She had the heavy Italian accent and everything. Wow. She's like, yeah, and Chinese people don't take care of their house. They grow these disgusting gardens in front of their crib, and they just dirty people. They mm. dirty. I said, so what would you like to change it? And then they have like, oh, I want more diversity. I said, what do you mean? Like, there's Jews, there's Chinese, there's black people. What's more diversity? She's like, like, my neighborhood is more diverse. So we get to a neighborhood. I see only white people. I'm like, there's no diversity here. She's like, yes, it's diversity to me. This is the type of diversity I like. Mercy. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I didn't think white people was racist against other white people, like, yeah, facts. Kind of weird. Facts, but. facts. What's your thoughts, Pete? I want to hear your thoughts, baby. Man, like I, I try my hardest to stay away from these type of things because What's wrong? white people are very sensitive when you even mention that. And you know what it is because it's like he was saying earlier, like they're they're so brainwashed and like because like young kids like they grow up into seeing this, they grow up into seeing their family. Like, their white families become, like, treat the black people so bad and stuff like that that they think that they can grow up and do the same thing. And then once you mention that, and it's crazy because I had a best friend in third grade to sixth grade who was who was white. And um, and he and, and we were really cool. We were really cool. Like, we started off as good friends and stuff like that. But once I started going over to his house around, like, because we was good for like a good three years. Then like sixth grade came. We was about like 13. Started going over to his house. We started playing basketball. Because I had got kicked out of my neighborhood school and got sent to a school far away. Like I got kicked out of the district. I sent far away like into like the white neighborhood and stuff like that. We was good. We was on the basketball teams. We were really close. Like we had like all the same. Like we liked the same things. And like the parent was like, yo, don't bring this guy back to my house. You know, I don't like him. And he, like, I, I was over the phone when she was saying that. And then he's like, yeah, those black people, they're no good. They're they're bad people and stuff like that. So, you know, like, they, they, 
they teach their kids this and stuff like that, and then they then the kids teach their kids, and it's just like generation to generation, and then just pass on. So that's why I try my hardest not to get involved in that. But we still live in a world with racist people and stuff like that, and I try. So you're saying that racism is taught in home? Yes. Facts. Yes. Yes, it is. And I, why you think it is? Because is is what is what they. I think it's taught at home because it was taught to them. It was taught to them. So it's just a generation to generation just passing it on. So why do you don't want to break the cycle? Um, we had people like Martin Luther King. We had a lot of people, you know, like put their lives on the line, you know, for equal rights. And, you know, like now at least back in the days before I was born, I heard like there was like like a bathroom for white kids and a bathroom for black kids. Yeah, yeah. I heard that there was um, on the bus... On the bus, the you had to the black people had to sit on the back, and you know like like I heard there was a lot of stuff like there was a water fountain for um, white kids and black kids and stuff like that. It was just like yeah, I met a guy. He was from down south. He was telling me that he grew up where they used to burn crosses, and he was like like they fought hard not to be called a nigger like. And he was like, it's crazy to see black people now sagging their pants and acting all type of crazy when those people that laid their life in order for blacks to be respected. And that's what they and that's and that's how they call each other. Like, what up, my nigga? What up, my nigga? You know that's and then that's how they talk. And wow. Like, and you know, and it, it but then again, that's what was taught. That's what and it's also is also influenced in the neighborhood as well too, as well as the home. And as the white kid, he also had other white friends, and their parents had the same mentality. So it was just like they kept to each other. And, you know, me, I was just like, yo, like, we was cool from school. You understand? We played basketball together. It's not like, you know, we looked out for each other. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I just I just learned that, like, I, I, I wouldn't hesitate to make another white friend. Yes. Yeah. Now, I came across some cool white people. Like, shout out to my boy Dan. Dan is cool, too. Dan came to my wedding. Dan's a cool dude. And Dan told me something like that, too, because Dan is Jewish. He was like, that's just the way it is, man. Like, some people think I bring other people down in order to feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. That's how he explained it to me. That's real. I want to give a shout out to all the people who are watching us right now. We really want to appreciate you guys tremendously. Natalie, Emily from Boston, um, Kevin, Victor, um, Evan, Lorenzo. We want to just say thank you so much. Go ahead. Shout out, shout out, to, shout out to Boston, man. Boston showed out at my concert. Word? Yeah. It was That's four hours, bro. Yeah. It was. That's it was, four hours. It was about like six. Well, Jeremiah, I see you. It was about. It was about like six people who came out from Boston, and also. It's love. You saying four hours? There was this one girl who came all the way from Atlanta. Atlanta. Wow. Shout that's out like to her. seven. That's like sixteen to seventeen hours. Remember too, it takes four hours to leave Virginia, bro. Oh man. That's Fidel, boy. Yeah. Fidel, loyalty. One of my, one of my, friends, wow. one of my friends, one of my close friends, um, had um, was speaking to her. Like, I got a chance to speak to the girl from Atlanta. She was like, "Yo, look, look at my shirt, look at my ID. Like, I came all the way from Atlanta to support you." And I'm like, "Wow." But, but how did she know you? She, um, um, she sings in a ministry that I know. And okay. Through through friends and stuff like that. That's love. But, That's what I'm telling you. I do it every year. Yo, but let, 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 this is what we're gonna do. We 
are going to support you, bro. If we could use my spot or his spot to support you, we get sponsors. We're we going to talk about this. Trust me. We're going to support my man, our cousin Peter Patea, bro, because we family. You feel me? Straight up. We're going to support you. We're going to make this yeah. thing happen. And shout out to John Webb. As always, John Webb Designs is located at 637 Wilson Avenue. Shout out to John. If you have any web design, marketing, or logo of anything web-related, you need assistance with that, shout out to John. Um, the link will be in the description after this. Definitely. Like I always say, shout out to all the viewers, because without the viewers, we're nothing. Shout out to everybody that's been watching us. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody wow. that's just been watching us, because, like, I did not ever in my wildest dreams think that this show was going to be successful. I didn't even think people was going to watch, but a lot of people have been watching. I'm getting a lot of good feedback in person. People tell me that they tune in every week, and that's love. I thank you all for that. Like, shout out to you. Definitely, definitely. Um, we appreciate you guys tremendously, and I, and I know this is a movement. We're going to do some big, big, big things together. I want to let you guys know that this Friday, we're going to be having Bible study at Starbucks. We want you guys to come out. Myself and Ricard will be hosting. Come out, let people know what's going on um, come out and let people know what's going on to pop out it's, it's a beautiful scenery we learn from each other we'll talk about the word of god it's official 100 percent. the manager supports us 100 percent. what we're doing and also to sabbath yo come out come out to the winter circle church we have a lot of big things that are going to be going on we're going to be doing a lot of community service let know the so location, we want you to, um, location um the location is is 17 um, 54 Pacific Street, Brooklyn, New York. We want you guys to come out, pop out. At what be, time? Um, from 11 o'clock. So the thing is that the liturgy is so short, we might be over by 12.45. And we're going to also be having, um, we're supporting the church, they're going to be having a back-to-school um, drive. We're going to give out free um, school supplies. School supplies. So come out 100%. It's free and everything. Like, come out. So this liturgy is basically simple. Testimonies, welcome, scripture reading, prayer, praise and worship, word, offering, announcement, benediction. So it's, it's, it's straight to the point, but our focal point is community service. Yes, sir. All right, guys. So in regards to the racist atmosphere in America right now, what do you think is some things that we can change? I think what we need to do is we need to start. You see how we're supporting each other? I think a lot of, of our people need to support each other because there is power in the dollar. I think if we, strength in we, 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 we put our dollars together and we don't support like the NFL or we don't support certain businesses and we boycott, because a lot of times there's a lot of protests. Okay, that's cool. But we need to start boycotting and support our own. Like if, if we say, you know what? For six months, we're not going to invest in this business. Or for six months, we're not going to support the NFL. Because of the power of the dollar, people will listen to us. I think, I think, here's the, I think this is one of the biggest problems with ahead, us, bro. right? Yes, King. Instead of creating our own businesses, our own clubs, our own like award shows, our own stuff, we beg to be accepted by others. And then when we are not then we feel violated about that. Yeah. How can we feel violated for something that was never even ours in the first place? The perfect example would be the Oscars. Everybody made the hashtag Oscars so white. Okay, it's them making their movies, 
is them with their actors, they're promoting, it's their award show. They could give it to whoever they want to. Same thing with the Grammys, the year that Macklemore won. Like, Macklemore wasn't the best rap artist at that time. He know he didn't deserve it, but the Grammys is, is ran by a certain group of people. They wanted their person to get the award. They gave it to them. I feel like we should create our own award show, our own leagues. Like, we have people that could invest in us. Like, if we invest in ourselves, like, there's people like Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. These people, like, if they had the heart, if, like Nas said, if they had the tact, the testicular fortitude to complete these certain tasks, then perhaps it would be done. But a lot of these dudes, they don't got the balls to make changes, and that's just what it is. Their balls is in the hand of someone else, and they squeezing them. So they're like, nah, I can't do that right now. What you think, Peter? Man, same thing. The crazy part is these people, they're making money, and they're scared to, if they speak up, they might not make it anymore, like basketball players. Like, they're afraid to lose their job, which, which, is, which is understandable, but they got to understand, they to a level right now, to a platform where if they walk into a room, they have so much, like, how do you call that? Like, influence. Influence where, like, like, if they dye their hair color a certain way, that's a new trend. Everybody does it. Exactly. You understand? Like if they if they wear a certain outfit, you know everybody does it. Wow. But imagine if they was to, you know, be an example, like walk in this direction, walk in that direction, and if everybody, if all of them was to stick together, we'll live in a better world. They saw a perfect example is when the Clippers owners he called he called them niggas. And they said if the Clippers was not to play just one game, if they had the heart to sit out just one game, the impact that would have on everything, on the culture, on the people, on the NBA, on everything. If the Clippers would have just sat out for that one game, instead they just turned their jerseys inside out and they still played. They turned their jerseys inside out? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand neither. I gotta look that up. Basically, basically just lay aside their jersey for not play for one game. No, 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 no. I understand that. Okay. They should have. They, if all of them would have sat down, they would have made an example out of that owner. Facts. The commissioner or even, like, that, the, the head of the NBA would have, you know, like... Respected black people more. Yeah. The world would have had to respect black people of more. Of course. Because we are the biggest contributor to sports. NFL, NBA. And the owner would have had to pay the consequences for using vulgar language. He did. He, he was forced to sell his team. But he still came up because he made more money off of selling it than he did when he bought it. Facts. Because if they were to just sit out one game, like Chris Paul and all of them, they didn't have no heart. Because if they did, they, they would have sat out for one game like, yo, I'm not playing. If just one of them said, yo, I'm not playing, the rest would have followed them like, no, nah, I'm not playing either. That's real. And I say this every the episode. NBA, the NBA would have been upset because they would have lost money. And they would have been forced to respect it. They would have been forced to respect the truth. Everybody would have want their money back and stuff like that. This is what I've been saying. We have no leaders today. No leaders. <laughs> and it's like all, all black men are sore. Like, what are we waiting for? Black women to, like, start a movement for nah. black people? Like, where, where are the black leaders? Where are they? Name one black leader right now. Louis Farrakhan. You know, he's Muslim. Okay, but look, they try to violate him, say that Son. He's, he's a racist, he's, he's homophobic, he's 
He just speaks the truth. truth. Like, all type of he stuff. He speaks the truth. And, and, and I mean, he speaks the, the truth, too. He also, I mean, we may disagree theologically. No, I respect Louis Farrakhan. Theologically, we disagree. However, he actually, huh? What? It's all gay. It's okay, King. It's okay. Louis Farrakhan, he's the leader of the nation of, the nation of Islam. Islam. But he's like, also a social activist. He speaks against racism. He also helps his people in regards to owning businesses. Nobody in the nation of Islam is broke. It's like they, 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 yeah. they, they, they. Is that the guy that was interviewed on, like, Problem 5-1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old, no, 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 no
you 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 said what you said. We're gonna we're gonna after the show we're gonna definitely sit down and talk to see how can we support each other because bro, you have I know I know you 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 don't you don't you don't notice this but you have a lot of influence. You are setting a lot of trends. You have allowed you said five groups that came out of you. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I think that's very very beautiful. So we need to combine, come together. And, and support you 100% because we need to do that. Because, bro, you're anointed, you're appointed, and you're, and you're humble. The thing is that I would rather deal with a person that is humble than an arrogant person who claims to be holy. So I support a humble person 100%. You know, like Kendrick says, be humble. You feel me? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you good, you good, bro. Go ahead. It's just, it's just so amazing because a lot of, I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of female friends who are single mothers and stuff like that. Because you know, like grow up, growing up in the neighborhood, you know, doing things that you're not supposed to do, and then a female end up getting pregnant, and then like you know, like for example, say if she want to get a, an abortion, which is not something that's good. You understand? You also gotta get if you, especially if you're underage, you gotta get a consent, or you gotta have money, or you gotta do whatever to let your parents know. So it's like now that that people are not having abortions and they're having babies, and then their baby fathers are either going in jail, getting locked or dying, or you know not supporting because it was just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. You understand? Everybody was probably drunk, and you know, like you know, you gotta pay the consequences. So you know, the girls are you know single and they don't have anybody to support and stuff like that. And when they see stuff like that, like the diaper drive, you know, it motivates them to see that yo, I know these rich people don't care about us, but at least that there's people in our community who. Care cares about us because a lot of people you know they feed kids you know when they're hungry they feed they, they, they put clothes on people's back but for for females as well too because females are very powerful in this world and that right there was a very smart move yeah that's no, real very very smart move shout out to everybody who contributed to the diaper drive shout out to everybody that donated we're going to take any donations that you would give us. The GoFundMe is still up. Shout out to the GoFundMe. I'll put the link in the description. Okay. Um, shout, out to, shout out to my boy Brendan. He said he's going to donate clothes, baby clothes. Shout out to, um, nice, nice. to, to Daniela who donated the baby clothes for our last diaper drive. Wow. We starting a movement. It's like a movement. All, all we need is a spark. Even if we don't continue with somebody is going to watch this show up and watching the show, and they're going to want to change. They're going to look within themselves to want to do something better, do something different. They're going to see people with the same skin that looks just like them and is doing it. Like, damn, I could do this too. And that's basically what it is. Like, we need to motivate the people, bro. Like, we can't just sit back and enjoy the fruits of everything and think that, okay, yeah, we doing something. Like, nah, you can't put on a fancy suit and just stand in politics and act like you somebody and then you're not giving back and you're not helping the community and you're not really making a change in individuals' lives. Like, ministering is more than just 30 minutes on the pulpit. It's like everyday things. Like, that's why I try to minister not only on the pulpit. I try to do it on Facebook. I try to do it on Instagram. I try to do it in person. I try to do it even when I'm working. I try to speak the word. Facts. Like, I met this lady the other day. She was like, yeah. Like, these people still believe in God. Ha, 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 ha. She was laughing. And then she was like, oh, um, fuck the Bible, blah, blah, blah. This is that part of my French. But that's, that's okay. what she said. I'm keeping it a buck with you. It's relevant. And I was like, I was offended at a point. So, like, so like I was in the car with her. And then, and then I was like, listen, man, it's like, 
I don't know what it is. Mike said, keep like going, this. keep going. Mike said, keep going. Mike, I'm here. Mike, I'm here. I was like, I was like, listen, miss, like, I don't know what you got against God, but I believe in God. I don't believe in God based on something that a pastor told me or something that I, based, that I read in a book. I believe wow. in God based on my life. And because of certain situations, I would not have made out without God. Like, there's certain situations that me as a man, like, I know I couldn't do it myself. And I said that you might believe that you didn't got faith, but when you got in this car, you had faith that, like, you would get home safe. You had faith that, like, we wouldn't get into a car accident. You had faith when you woke up that you would be okay and that you would get home safe. Like, you, you have faith. It's like, yeah, I got faith, but blah, blah, this and that. But I don't like how people manipulate God for your own benefit. I said, listen, like, whoever they are, they humans at the end of the day. Wow. You understand? Like, say, for example, a person had a drug addiction their whole entire life, and they went and became a preacher. They still have that drug addiction, but they're preaching the word of God. But at the same time, they're human. They have their faults and they have their issues, but they're trying to work through it. It's like these people carry on their own faults into the things that they're doing, but they're, but they're imperfect. But our God is perfect, and our God is omnipotent, and our God has the ability to change people and to work through people, and our God can work through anybody, no matter what their background, what their faults is, what their bad habits are, our God can work through them. And I said, listen, man, like, look at the world around you. This wasn't by mistake. This was by perfect design. Wow. I said, a bird doesn't question how it's going to eat. The sun don't act where it should stand in the air. The sun is perfectly suspended, and it doesn't burn us. Like, the ground that we stand in is leveled, and the world is spinning on its axis, and we don't even feel it. Animals eat every day. They don't question the Lord. So why you as a human try to question God? She said, yeah, but, but we suffer every day. I said, yeah, we suffer, but the Bible shows us that Job went through suffering because God allowed it because God is testing his faith. I said, God tests all our faith because what good are we if we're not tested? It's just like when you're in school. A teacher's going to test you, so you're going to get tested. She's like, yeah, you're right. And, and by the end of the trip, she said, listen, like, I might not be the biggest believer and I might not have the biggest faith, but the way you speak about God, like, I could tell, like, you're genuine about it. And because of that, I could understand because you broke it into a way that I could understand, and I thank you for that. And that's just that's one person I ministered to. That's like, amazing. You can minister through real-life situations. Use your real life to teach people. Like, don't try to preach at them and don't try to jump down their neck and don't try to change the way they are. Like, use your life. There's God in us every day. Every day, God is there breaking caskets, dodging bullets. Sometimes someone's throwing a spear at you, and because God is there, by the time that spear reaches you, it's a, it's a little toothpick. And you're like, what was that? You don't even know. You don't even know what God did for you. You don't even know. We all got special provision that God has put aside for us. It's us that block our own. We block our own blessings. We block our own blessings due to the lack of faith. We block our own blessings based on the things that we do. We block our own blessings based to ourself one because we get caught up in the world. The Lord said that if you are of the world, you'll be lost with the world. But if you are of things in heaven, then you will be in heaven. And that's just what it is. That's like true. a lot of us, we focus on the wrong things, and that's why we get lost. We don't even need a lot of faith. We just need faith the size of a mustard seed, and we got to hold on to it. Compare that, that mustard seed to the kingdom of heaven, a small and a minuscule seed that no one really wants to tend to. But if you tend to it, it'll grow, and it'll make the most exclusive spice. And that's similar to the kingdom of heaven and to your faith. You got to <laughs> nourish that small faith and let it grow, and that faith will get you into heaven, the most ultimate reward. Like, don't lose yourself in this world, I beg of you. 
Like I'm asking you all sincerely, don't lose yourself in this world. Because mm. everything you see in front of you is temporary and it's a bigger thing. Like even if you don't believe in God, like look in yourself. There's a voice of reason that tells you good or bad. There's a voice within you that shows you when you do good and when you do bad. And we all know that we're capable of great things, but we doubt ourselves. Like God said to Peter, because you believe in me and because you have faith, I will place my church, I'll build my church upon you and it'll be like a mountain, it'll be like a rock and it will not be moved. And any obstacle that stands in your way, it could be pushed. God could move mountains. Just the same God that brought the, back, the dead back to life, that walked on water, that made the blind see and yet we still doubt him today. Like, come on. I basically want to say this, for all those who are viewing and watching, please share this video, which is very important and very essential. Please share this video. Don't be selfish. Let people know exactly what's going on. Remember, we have Bible study this Friday, 164 Park Place at Starbucks from 7.30. And also Saturday morning, we have church at 1745 Pacific Street. Pop out. You don't have to dress um, up. You could dress down. Come through. It's about to go down. We're about to do some big community service outreaches. And after this, we're going to talk to our boy Peter Matea so we can make this left on scene or concert coming up happen. We're going to support you, boy. Definitely. Man. Yes. And it, and it costs free 99 It takes only one second to just press that share button. Like, don't, Facts. Don't be Hollywood to press the share button. Facts. Facts. You know? Share this video. Share this video amongst all your friends. Even if you don't want to watch it, there's probably somebody on your timeline you don't know what they're dealing with. Facts. Someone needs this. Somebody word. needs this. Somebody right needs the truth. Like, I feel like we all lie to ourselves, and I don't see what the point of that is. Like, the truth is there. We all know the truth, but we lie to ourselves, I guess, to make ourselves comfortable. Like, we got to step outside of our comfort zone in order to, like, I guess, levitate and to improve ourselves. And I just ask you all, don't get caught up in the nonsense. I can tell you, like, I lived a lot of different lives. Like, I lived the scammer life. I lived the dealer life. I lived the hustling life. Like, I had, I had guns on my hips. I, I sold things. I did things. I was places I shouldn't have been. I can tell you, out of all the lives that I lived, like, this was the most fulfilling. Like, I lived in big houses. I drove foreign cars at early ages. I, I, I had a taste of that. And it's like I was the prodigal son. I was lost in the world, and I had to find myself. And now that I find myself, it's only right that I bring people back to God. Because when I was lost in the world, I'm pretty sure that I brought people into darkness. And now, like, I'm trying to bring people back because I feel like it's greater than me. Like, like the song goes, our God is greater, and our God is greater. And I feel like I owe a debt not only to society, not only to heaven, but I owe an eternal debt. Because at one time, I could say I honestly wasn't living right. And at this point in my life, if all I could do is just speak from the heart and save at least one soul, I know I did my part. I'm not trying to preach to you guys all night, but I'm just speaking from the heart. Like, just say a quick prayer, speak to the God in you, the God that lives within all of us. Open up your heart so the Holy Spirit could fill you up. And the Holy Spirit will not only fill you up, your cup will run over. Your cup will run over and you'll be able to inspire other people. Like us right here, the three of us, our cup was not only filled, it was run over. And because our cup was run over, we're able to minister to you guys. Yeah, we're going to speak about politics. Yeah, we're going to speak about the truth. Yeah, we're going to speak about things that is going on. But I think it all starts with God. God's the one that has given us life. God's the one that's given us understanding. God's the one that's living in us. And God's the one that's given us the message and given us the courage and ability to preach to you guys and to give you guys the truth. And that's responsible for all of this. All good works was done through God, not because of us. That being said, for everybody who's commenting, 
please inbox myself or Ricard or Peter to be down with the Real World Ministry in the Winter Circle Church. We don't need people who just smooch him. We need people who want to participate okay. and be down to make a difference. Let's get it. Anything you want to say, Ricard and Peter, before we go? Since it's 906. Um, I'm just going to say thank you to the viewers. I'm just going to leave you guys with this one last word, and then I'm done. A lot of us want to walk with God, but oftentimes we lose sight. When things get difficult, we tend to give up. We tend to question God, and we tend to lose faith. I know there's a lot of people out there that's going through difficulties. Maybe your bills is unpaid. Maybe you're going through issues with your spouse. Maybe you're going through issues with your family. Maybe you're dealing with a sickness or a loss of a loved one or a friend. Or maybe you're going through some kind of hardship. You might be in school and you're questioning should you continue or not. But I ask you all, like, just pray. Just pray. Speak to God. Pray for each other. Pray for one another. Pray together. Keep your faith and don't give up. That's all I ask of you. Keep your faith because all you need is a small amount of faith. Even when you're drowning and you think God's not there for you, God will come right on time to save you and to lift you up. God is, will never let you go. And those people that feel like they're not ready yet to, to give their life to God, know that God is right there at the door waiting for you to open that door up. And he's going to receive you with open arms. That's right. And God has never left you. Don't think that you're not good enough for God. Don't think that you're able to fix yourself because you can't fix yourself. Only God can fix you. And God is great at fixing broken people. And God knows how to use broken people and make them whole. And anybody is able to serve in the kingdom. You just got to give your heart to God. Don't let the devil in. Repent for your sins. Stay blessed up and pray for one another. That's all I ask of you, and that's all I got. That's real. What about you, Peter? Man, I just I tell everybody, man, just stay in your word. You know, like, stay focused on what you want to do because the goal is to get better. The goal is to, you know, be good, not to look good because a lot of people like to look good. And like, like Jackson was saying last night at his event, you know, most guys, they go to the gym, you know, they work out on their upper body, you know, to be so buff, but they never work out on their legs. And that's the foundation. You know, that's what keep them up. That's what keep them going and stuff like that. So the thing is to be good, not just look good, you know, um, keep positive people around you, people who want to win. You understand? If you surround yourself with people who don't want to win, then like, it's just like, Misery loves company, so you'll just be that person just guilty by association. So just stay focused. It ain't easy, but that don't mean give up. Keep trying. Keep shooting your shot all 2017, your whole life. I love you guys, man. Just be strong. All right. So let's close out with a prayer. You want to pray, Peter? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this day that you have given us with no harm, no danger. Lord Father, we thank you for these two brothers right now who's putting on for, for you, God, who is doing everything in their power, Lord Jesus, to bring people closer to you and do better for the community. We ask that you watch over everyone who is viewing, everyone who is listening, everyone who is in the presence right now, God. I ask you to continue to be with them, continue to give them the strength, the dedication, and everything yes, that they 
they need to continue to serve you, continue to bring people into your house, continue to bring people into your kingdom, Lord God. We ask that you bless their families. We ask that you bless the world, everything that's going on right now. We ask that you continue to be a protector, a provider, a strong tower, a deliverer like you always are, Lord Father. Continue to give everybody the, 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 the strength to continue to have faith in you because you are a God of God. You are the King of Kings. You are the Alpha and Omega, Lord God, the beginning and the end, the only Lord Jesus, you are our everything, and we serve you, and we continue to praise your name in your mighty, precious name. We pray to you forever and ever, and all God's people say, Amen. 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 Yeah, we thank you all for being here tonight. We thank you for spending your time and being here. I hope you like, share. Shout out to John Webbs, located at 637 Wilson Ave. Shout out to Brother Sanders Kamal. Shout out to Brother Peter Mateo for coming out, special guest. Always, always. Shout out to Hearts of Worship. Shout out to Jordan SDA. Shout out to all the viewers and supporters. We thank you, and we see you next week at 8, at 7.30. <laughs> Later. Ooh.